Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to this week's edition of American Billiard Radio. My name is Mr. Bond. I'll be your host once again this week. It is July the 6th, 2017, which means that we are knee-deep in the middle of the Atlantic Challenge Cup. The junior team from the United States is over in Austria right now, battling it out with Team Europe. And uh, so far, Europe's got the lead. So uh, you guys keep your head in the game. Work a little harder. Let's get this. You guys bring it home. And if you guys out there have not been watching, there is a free stream on Kazoom. So you can check by the uh, either the Atlantic Challenge Cup website or the European Pull and Billiards Foundation website. And uh, there's a free link for that. You should be watching the rest of the matches tomorrow to see how we do. But on today's show, we uh, have a special guest, Mr. Darren Appleton who was just inducted into the BCA Hall of Fame. So we're going to be talking with Darren about uh, how he feels about this honor. And uh, we'll be right back with Darren right after this. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I am back, and I am talking to multi-world champion Mr. Darren Appleton, who was just in- inducted into the Hall of Fame, BCA Hall of Fame. How are you doing, Darren? Yeah, I'm, I'm uh, good, thanks. What about you, Dave? Not too bad, not too bad. You know, summertime weather, it's hot, so, you know, <laughs> we're just enjoying the yeah. heat. <laughs> Yeah, I've uh, I've uh, just come back from England about a week ago, so it's uh, a, a big difference in the weather. Oh yeah, I would imagine so. I would imagine so. Yeah. Well, where were you when you got the announcement? Yeah, it was uh, pretty cool the way I got the announcement. I uh, guess about uh, I guess about two and a half weeks ago, uh, I was in England at my parents' house and. Uh, uh, not not everybody knows, but I think quite a few people knows that I've been spending a lot of time in the UK because because my mother's really sick. Uh, she she got cancer. Oh no! Uh, so I've been really caring for my mother for the last seven or eight weeks, well probably longer now uh, since uh, April the 18th. So yeah, maybe uh, two and a half months. So I've I've been in the UK uh, probably nine out of the last ten weeks, let's say. Uh, so it was pretty cool because obviously we're going through tough times and uh, I got the call from Mike Manazzo and I just happened to be re- uh, sitting in the living room with my parents and then he was telling me about it and uh, so that was really emotional and uh, just a really good timing really because we, we needed some uh, good news yeah. and uh, obviously uh, it's something to look forward to and obviously something to share with your family because uh, if it wasn't for my parents obviously 
uh, our ones have been able to get inducted. So uh, right. obviously that was a nice moment to share with them too. Yeah. And uh, yeah, just very emotional and just really thankful. It just makes you realize all oh, the hard work you put in, it's been worth it. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty cool though. I mean, to to literally be in your own parents' living room to, when you're finding out that that is pretty good timing, you know what I mean? Yeah, especially for me because I've been living in America nearly seven years now, so obviously I don't get to spend as much time with my parents as I would like, uh, but obviously uh, so that was perfect timing uh, for us so obviously we, we was very very emotional because they know how much I wanted it and uh, how much I put into the game and obviously Obviously, coming to American Pool in what 2006, 2007, I really started playing properly, properly around 2007. So obviously, I've, I've had like a 10-year career, which which you need to be able to get inducted. Uh, so obviously, I mean, after I had some success uh, from 2008 to 2010, let's say, then that's when I really started to think about it, thinking it would be really cool to get inducted to the to the old to the old yeah. thing. I mean. Uh, it's sort of like a dream at first, and then, and then you're thinking later on, like especially the last two or three years, I sort of knew that I'd have a really good chance. And uh, obviously, I think it's a pinnacle of anyone's career. I think it's the icing on the cake. Uh, obviously, it's not something I don't want to retire yet, but uh, but it just really justifies all your hard work and your sacrifices and uh, going yeah. through the ups and downs. I mean, it's uh, tough being a pool player at times. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, <laughs> especially in the United States lately, it's 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 uh, you know it is tough being a pool player. It's tough, uh, tough. Yeah, to I mean, uh, afford I say, that much I time. say to everyone, I say uh, I'm I'm a massive sports fan. I've, I've I've played a lot of different sports. I've competed a lot of different sports like soccer. I uh, I was a boxer for like five five or six years. Uh, but to me, there's uh, I've. I've played like a lot of social sports, like golf and stuff like that. But to me, uh, there's no comparison when it comes to pool for how tough it is mentally. I mean, uh, yeah. to me, it's, yeah. the, it's the toughest mental sport uh, in the world, mm -hmm. just because it's a very cutthroat game. There's so many great players. Uh, we're playing all these different rules, different equipments, and uh, there's and there's a lot of money in the game. So, yeah. so that adds pressure itself. I mean, uh, there's only a, an handful of guys who. who, who who actually make a decent living from it, and maybe yeah. two or three guys who, who make who make a pretty good living. You know what I mean? So obviously it's very tough. So yeah. uh, you can never really sit back and in, and enjoy it really because you don't have time. Because uh, it's not like golf where where like you can finish twentieth in the U.S. Open and you're picking up uh, a couple of hundred thousand dollars. Right. So. <laughs> So there's a difference between missing a, uh, a six-foot putt at golf to the to missing a straight in nine-nine ball at, at pool. I mean, uh, I think uh, there's a lot more pressure in missing uh, it than uh, a long straight in nine-nine yeah. ball than there is to a, to a six-foot putt. I mean, like the, the most difficult thing in any sport is is, uh, is making it to the top. Yeah, uh, but uh, uh, but one. But once you get there in uh, sports like tennis and golf, and you're sort of made for life, and uh, the pressure becomes a lot less. It's just uh, it's just more like success. And where we pull once once you get to the top, it's it, uh, the most difficult part is uh, staying there. Yeah, absolutely. You know, getting the win and then keeping the wins. You know, you like you said, you can't just win one event and 
and call it a year. Yeah. You know, it doesn't really work like yeah. that. Yeah, I mean, uh, <laughs> I mean, I, obviously, I've like studied all the great players. I've, I've watched them for hours, and uh, my my goal every year since two thousand eight, when I when I won the World Ten Ball in two thousand eight, my 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 goal every year was was uh, to win it. To win at least one uh, major title every year, right, so I've, right. I've managed to do that except for last year. But uh, but last year was a tough year for me, so I, I wasn't really on the on the ball with playing pool just because I, I had a lot of personal problems. We, we we like a really good friend of mine dying. Like he he was my mentor, so that sort of said, so so that sort of set me back. And then and then my 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 dad had a stroke as well, so I just sort of lost some focus last year. Mm. And obviously this year has been tough, also. Uh, so, uh, so right. obviously I've sort of come at a good time for me, uh, and I'm hoping that I can get myself together for next year, really. Yeah, and then I can come back stronger. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I'm sure that you had your hands full with the World uh, Pool Series too. I mean, that I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, that probably didn't help. Also, I mean, it's not something I regret. I'm, I'm very happy that I've done it, but it's definitely, uh, it's definitely took a it's told on me a little bit with yeah. guys playing and uh, just had a lot in my mind, just been really busy. So right. uh, just playing the game itself took a little bit of a step back just for now. Uh, but I know it's always going to be there. I'm, I'm uh, still playing, but I'm just not uh, playing, playing to the level that I know I, I can play to. Yeah. Uh, so like I said, like my, my, my goal every year was to just win it, to win at least one major every year. And I've, uh, been lucky enough to probably average more more than one major a year. So yeah. uh, I've, yeah. I've, I've, I've been very fortunate. I mean, like I look at people like Shane and uh, Dennis. I mean, uh, to, put, to put to put myself in their category and and have as much success as them as them guys, it is something what I, I thought would, uh, would ever happen. Really, I've never really I've, I've never really looked at myself as the best player in the world, but I knew that. But I knew that I could be the best, and that and that's what's the most important thing to me. Right, right, right. Well, and that being said, you know, other than your your um, the, the 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 troubles that you're having with the family and stuff, prior to this, yeah. though, prior to this hard spot, was there ever a time whenever you felt like you just wanted to give it up and say, "Forget it, screw all this. It's just not worth it." Yeah, there's times. I mean, obviously, you get some really heartbreaking defeats. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I've had a few of them, and then you just think, well, what is the point? And then, and then you're flying around the world, like to China and Middle East, and uh, mm -hmm. you have like a bad result, and it's very expensive. And then, uh, just times where you just don't feel like practicing, and then you're thinking, oh, you're sort of slipping a little bit. And then, and then, and then, when when you do get lazy, you start losing to players who you know that you know that if you're putting the work in, you probably beat them. So right. So there is definitely times where you think that, but uh, but I'm a pretty strong mental guy. I, I I never really mean it. It's more like just uh, just just feel feel uh, sorry for yourself for like a couple of days, and, and then you sure. like snap out of it, and you realise that I've been lucky. I mean, uh, even though Paul hasn't got a lot of money in it, I've been one of the lucky ones, and I've managed to to have a lot of success, uh, and I've made a pretty good living for myself. So. So yeah, I, I don't really complain. I, I, it's more on a case that uh, Paul should get the re uh, more recognition than it deserves, and I think the players should get a lot more recognition uh, yeah. than they deserve. Yeah. And just the game in general. I mean, it can't be, be, because it's such a global uh, uh, sport. I mean, it, it should be a lot bigger than where it is, and yeah. 
better organised, and we all we all should be uh, get getting a piece of the pie. I mean, even the guys who are ranked number forty fifty in the world, like they they should be able to make a living from playing pool. Uh, so it's more like frustrations at times, and then uh, but then you like snap out of it. I think yeah, I've I've uh, I've been very lucky. Obviously, I love the game, and I'm lucky to do something. Uh, I'm lucky to be able to be able to make a living doing uh, something I've uh, loved for like 25 years really. Right. I mean right. obviously I started with English 8 ball so the English 8 ball was a massive help for me when I switched over from English 8 ball to American pool it sort of gave me like that winner's men mentality uh, because I, 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 I had a lot of success at English 8 ball so, right. so, that, so that was the main main reason why I had the success so early in American pool because uh, you know, I'm not a very patient person, so I, I, I wanted to learn the game very quickly, yeah. and I wanted the success very quickly. So, it, so, it, so in 2006, 2007, even 2008, I spent a lot of time in the Philippines. Uh, I wanted to learn very quickly, and obviously, there was no better place to uh, learn from, from right. the Filipinos. Well, you know, if there was, um, if you were going to talk to uh, an up-and-coming player that that aspired to be uh, a Hall of Famer someday. And knowing what you know now, because you've gone through the process for the last 10, 15 years, what would be your best piece of advice? Well, I mean, I get, I, I get a lot of people messaging me on Facebook or email asking me questions like how to improve, how to do this, they want to be a top player, they want to be a pro, how would you turn pro? And I said, look, the first thing is that, is that you've, got to, you, you've got to be successful in, in your own town, to start with, or your own state. Yeah. And then one... Once you accomplish that, then obviously you know you you, you have a pretty good chance to go to the next level. Yeah. So then the, the biggest thing then is is, uh, is is to spread your wings really and just start playing more tournaments with the better players. Yeah. Uh, maybe like national championships or even go to Vegas or even like just 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 take baby steps but do it right. But also study. I mean now. The, the kids now are so lucky to have the internet. I mean, uh, there's videos, there's uh, access to, to uh, coaching videos. Right. Well, when I was young, I I uh, didn't I didn't have that. I had to go to the pool rooms, or I had to 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 sit there and watch, or like just play, or just play play against them, players and learn. Yeah. Uh, where now, like you 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 can sit at home and learn. I mean, it's uh, so. Just study the game. Just study the players. Uh, study the uh, white ball, and just study like why why a certain player is playing playing a particular show. And then obviously, uh, and and then just take it to the practice table. And then obviously, uh, but then if 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 you start to see the big improvements, and uh, and then you want to go to the next level, then, then obviously I definitely advise uh, uh, trying trying to get some coaching from like a top player or, or like right. a really good coach right. and, and and then obviously just 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 putting yourself into the uh, fire by by playing the top players and getting the experience I mean you yeah. don't necess- necessarily have to go to the Philippines but uh, or like somewhere like that I mean you cost, cost a, a lot of the Filipinos are coming to America now are like players like 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 myself or Oh, like so, so it's just really getting out there and just get the experience and be prepared and just try and find find the uh, backing really to to uh, be 
be able to do it. But I think if you're good enough, uh, you 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 always manage to find a way to do it. So uh, yeah, yeah, and obviously if you got like a really good family behind you, then they're they're like going to do everything to support you as well. Uh, I mean, if you look at someone like Billy, he's got uh, Billy Farber, who's got really good parents. Uh, so obviously he's like starting to reap the rewards because he's been doing it since he was like maybe 10 years old so yeah, yeah. Uh, but you've got to put the hard work in there's, there's no question about it you've got to put the hours in hours and hours and hours of practice uh, you've got to study and you've got to want it I mean you've got to want to live and breathe it really to, to be one of the very best you, you've yeah. sort of got to live and breathe the game and uh, if, if, you, if you're prepared to do that then you've got a chance but uh, but it's very easy to get sidetracked. It's very easy to get disheartened, and because uh, mm. obviously the game's very tough, yeah. uh, like I said before. And uh, but uh, but uh, but the ones who make it, they deserve it because they've they've uh, they've put the sacrifices in. Right, that's very true. So but the good thing with pool as well is that you're never too old to learn. I mean, people said to me, oh, "I'm by 25, maybe I've left it too late." I said, "Look, 20." 25 years, I'm still a baby uh, yeah. uh, playing pool. I mean, uh, it's probably like the best age to start in in some some ways because you, you, you're a lot more mature a lot and, and a lot more experienced. So yeah. with life, where obviously when you're really young and you have a lot of success, you can you can get bored in, in later life and then your hunger and motivation disappears when you get in your 40s. So uh, yeah. if, even if you're starting late, it's never too late really long as you're healthy and you you you've got the younger and motivation and that's yeah. the key really yeah, um, uh, you've got to be motivated and you uh, and you've got to be hungry right that's true uh, you mentioned that your your past career with english eight ball and then uh wanting to learn the other game which i'm assuming you're talking about nine ball is that uh yeah, would you component. would you consider that your favorite game now Oh, without a doubt. I mean, uh, I played it in English eight ball for like fifteen, sixteen years, mm-hmm. and it's a very one-dimensional game. There's no other games except for playing eight ball. So, right. and you're sort of limited to what to what you can do, like on on the seven foot table. So, so after a number of years, the game wasn't really going anywhere. It was like it's pretty popular in the U- UK, but not the rest of the world, and it just never. It was just going stale, and I just thought it's never going to get big because it, it isn't recognised world worldwide. And obviously, I've always watched the Moscone Cup because they televise it in the U, UK. And then obviously, uh, and then I heard about other tournaments, and I'm thinking, all oh, right. So I, I sort of tried my hand in American pool a couple of times in the U, U, UK, and I, I had a bit of success, uh, but I was never really, I was never really pushed enough to really. To really swap to like swap over some uh, let's say around to 2001 to 2005. I, I I always sort of liked I liked the idea, but I never really had the uh, but I never really but I, I wasn't prepared to sacrifice my earnings from English eight to uh, risk playing American pool. Right. So, uh, but uh, but it's something I always wanted to do. So in, in 2005, uh, they started to advertise the I. IPT. So then uh, I took an interest in the IPT, and I I applied for the I, IPT in 2006, like January, and I I, I I I accepted really quickly to play on the tour. Obviously, we 
just because of my outdoor background. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so that's where it started, really. I mean, it was an easy switch over then because because we were talking massive money with the IPT. So I obviously played. I play. I played in the IPT event. So I uh, obviously we, we only had like two events, but I was number twelve in the rankings after them two events. Right. I think I won my like sixty-six uh, thousand dollars. So I thought, oh, this is pretty good. Uh, so then, obviously, when the IPT folded, I had I had the decision then to go back to wing English pool or, or even go into American pool like nine ball and uh, stuff like that. So gotcha. uh, I'm thinking it's impossible to go back to to English pool now. So that's so that's when I really started to play American pool like uh, or, or like the different games. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and then sort of start playing. Uh, uh, more regular uh, nine ball and ten ball, and it, I sort of fell in love with it very quickly. And uh, I liked all the different the, the different uh, shot making, the bigger tables, the bigger balls. You could be more creative. Uh, you could do a lot more with a cue ball, and that sort of like got uh, my juices going really. And I thought oh, this is like a lot more entertaining game, and it's a lot more skillful game. Yeah. Uh, so then, obviously, I just fell in love with it, and uh, the rest is history, really. Yeah, heck yeah, man. Well, awesome. And when I go back to England now, when I see an English eight ball table, it's like looking at, uh, I don't know, it's like, it's very hard to imagine that I ever played the game because right. because the balls are very small and the tables are very small and the uh, tip size on the cues are like, are like seven millimetres, so it's like playing marbles, really. <laughs> uh, I, mean, I mean, I mean, it's a very skilled game, but to yeah. me there was no, crea- uh, no creativity. Uh, sure. And uh, the skill levels in American pool just uh, far exceed it. I think just with the yeah. shot making yeah. and uh, just all the you know just all the the imagination of American pool. There's so much uh, you have to be creative and you've got to have a, a great imagination, and but also you've got to have a really strong mentality uh-huh. to be successful. I think at American pool and uh, when you look at all the top players, they they have all that. The main thing is that they're all really strong mentally. Mm-hmm. This is true. Well, awesome. Uh, uh, I hope we're. I hope you're not planning on retiring anytime soon. No, I was thinking about semi-retiring, but I think uh, just playing a lot more in America, uh, spending more time at home, and uh, less travel. Let's say, but I mean, I'm never going to disappear from the game. I'm, I'm, I'm always going to play, and obviously now I'm starting to think about starting my own academy and uh, like a lot more coaching even maybe manage some players and then obviously I'm uh, going to be busy with the uh, WPS as well right. so obviously that's going to restrict maybe my travelling abroad uh, but that's something I'm okay with because I feel like I've achieved everything I want to achieve in the game on, on like a world level uh, but, I'm, but I'm still going to play enough so that I can maybe get the opportunity to play in the Moscone Cup and stuff like that yeah, uh, and maybe do like the odd, the odd uh, trip, trip, uh, trip abroad. Uh, but as a full-time touring professional, where I'm spending like six, uh, six months of the year in, in like uh, just living out my suitcase, I'm, uh, I'm not too sure that's really going to be for me anymore. But yeah, but I just want to spend a lot more time in America, really, and just yeah. sort of enjoy life a lot more. Sure, that sounds good to me. Uh, but, uh, but, uh, but I could easily change. Change my mind like late, uh, later in the year. I mind, I mind get like the motivation and the hunger to give it another, uh, to give it like another good go and try and uh, 
train with a lot more world world titles, let's say. Uh, but if I don't, then I'm, I'll, obviously I'm, I'm very happy anyway, and uh, I'll, uh, obviously I'll uh, try and I'll try and win a lot more times in America. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Well, awesome. Thanks, uh, Darren, for taking the time to speak to us, and and obviously congratulations once again on your Hall of Fame induction, sir. Yeah, yeah. Thanks a lot. I mean, it's very exciting because this year is going to be in Las Vegas, and I've heard it's going to be the biggest one that ever. So I mean, yeah. I'm very lucky that it's going to be uh, in uh, at the same time as the Moss Moscone Cup, and it's a man delayed day. So I mean, that's just incredible. So I'm yeah. obviously very excited to, to, to go there and. Uh, I mean, obviously, it's going to be nerve-wracking, but it's going to be fun. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm sure you'll do fine. You'll do fine. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, yeah, it's going to be good. you have yourself a wonderful weekend, sir, and uh, congratulations, and we will talk to you again soon. Okay, Dave. Cheers, mate. I really appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Take care, mate. Thanks, everybody, Bye-bye. for listening. All right, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I am talking with Miss Melinda Bailey down in the great state of Texas. How are you doing, Melinda? I'm doing great. Hi, everyone. What's going on down south? Well, I've been writing about a lot of topics as usual mm-hmm. because I'm, you know, I try to get about roughly about 13 topics a month so at the end of the month I realized I was running a little short so I wrote about a whole bunch of different things um but today I thought I'd talk about it's actually pretty tough to choose today mm, okay All right. <laughs> but uh which is always a good thing right yeah well, but I yeah. thought I would talk about something that's um going on in the Dallas-Fort Worth area that um I mean, it could be going on other states, uh, metroplexes, I mean, but I, I don't know. Okay. But um, basically, there is a guy in the Dallas-Fort Worth area that is playing $1,000 matches. Oh, wow. And it doesn't sound all that dramatic, right? <laughs> I mean, $1,000 is, you know, dramatic. But what's interesting about it is, is he does it like maybe three times a week and not only does he do it three times a week they advertise it on facebook wow so what's happening is is there's a there's a uh, there's a so that guy's name i mean it's not a secret his name is alberto and so there's another guy in the area his name is jay and his nickname is the promoter, Jay the promoter. That's what that's what he calls himself. So that's what we all call him. <laughs> and so, so yeah. So when Alberto has a match with someone, besides him, I mean, he'll advertise it on Facebook, but also Jay will promote it as well. As well. Okay. So he'll say like Alberto and Philip tonight at um, you know Speed Billiards for a thousand dollars, race to eighteen uh, at seven o'clock. Let's say. And so I actually wrote about it, and um, I wrote about it, I don't know, a couple months ago when I first noticed it was happening a lot. And then I wrote about it again because I interviewed Alberto about it because I wanted to know, you know, a lot of the details about it. But let me just express uh, again just how often this is happening. So um, I wrote about this on June 10th, and on June 10th he had 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10... He had 11 matches set up until July 15th for $1,000. Dang. Wow. 
<laughs> and so, yeah, so I think it's really interesting. It's one person. It's being promoted. It's, you know, it's just, I think it's clever. I think it's exciting. I think it's interesting. So that's why I wanted to interview him. Um, and again, you know, it's not that matches don't happen all the time, you know, and, and gambling matches don't happen. It's not that. It's um, it's that it's being, I think it's being advertised is, is what's key about it. Right. You know, I mean, it's not a secret. I mean, they, I mean, the, like when I wrote about this in June 10th, he had matches all the way to July 15th. So he's setting things up way in advance. Right. So I interviewed him and I talked to him about it. And uh, basically what he said was he was playing, Alberto, he was playing at the certain pool room and he wanted to gamble with the owner because um, he wanted to improve his game. You know, I mean, that's everyone knows that that's a way, one avenue that you can improve your game. Sure. So he played the owner and um, I can't remember how much they were playing for, but anyway, the owner beat him a few times and wouldn't play him again. <laughs> He wouldn't give him. You wouldn't give him a chance to get his money back. It was really kind of bad. But, but anyway, so he had this idea. He's like, you know, maybe I'll make an offer to see if anyone wants to play. So he did. He actually put on Facebook. He said, if anyone wants to play me for a thousand dollars, you know, um, and you're my my handicap level, you know, his ranking because we rank and we have a handicap in the Mega Tour. So he's a seven. We go from four to ten. And so he's a seven. He says, anyone out, anyone out there that's a seven wants to play for $1,000, I'll play. <coughs> okay. And, of course, and of course, people started, I want to play, I want to play. Okay, so let's get down to the details. He has about the same five guys that always go in with him. So that's $200 a piece. So the same five guys are always betting on him. Um, when he plays on Saturdays and Sundays, he he will agree to play for more than one set. But if he plays during the week, he... He can only guarantee one set just because, you know, it has to be at work in the next morning. And right. so that's always kind of caveat. And so what we've learned, you know, throughout <laughs> the several months is, is if he loses that first set, of course he wants to play again during the week, you know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> which is kind of a funny thing. Um, but he lost, the first time he played, he lost, and I think this was in January. And then um, the next guy he played, he lost. But it's still his five friends were still, you know, uh, you know, believed in him, I guess mm-hmm. you could say. Okay. And um, he won probably the next 10 times he's played. So I asked him, and of course this is obvious, but, um, you know, I asked him, well, did you, you know, has your focus improved? Has your stamina improved? Have you noticed the consistency? And of course, all of that has improved. Everything has improved. Mm-hmm. Um, which, you know, which is, I mean, if you play a couple of sets is one thing, you know, throughout the year. But if you play that many sets, you know, race to 18 for $1,000, I mean, you're going to, it's going to create, it's going to, you're going to improve, yeah. you yeah. know. Well, yeah. And so um, he has, I mean, he's he's um, he's already um, placed, I think, second or third on the Omega before this happened, but he's still, like, placing in the top ten. He lasts till Sunday every single time now. He, um you know, you can tell that he's playing better. He's beating people that people didn't think he could beat. Now, um, a lot of other people are coming out of the woodwork, I guess you could say, and they are. Um, um, he has lost a few more matches, but he has won much more than he has lost, for sure. And the same five guys, again, still put in that $200. And the other thing that happens is is there's a lot of side bets. So he was playing this one particular guy, um, I think it was just like four, actually it was about the time I wrote that, 
that blog post on June 12th. He played a guy, and I think there was about 5,000 um, bet on the side because there's a bunch of side bets going on as well. Right, yeah. So there's a lot of things going on. Um, the pool rooms actually like it as well because the pool rooms are getting more business. So you'll sometimes see them comment, hey, it was great to see you all, you know, last night. Because they're, cause the one thing that's happening is a lot of people don't want the matches streamed you know, on the Facebook or whatever. Yeah. So you have to actually go to the pool room to watch the match. And so it's getting people into the pool room. It's getting people, you know, buying drinks and food or whatever. Sure. The other thing, of course, that's happening is, like if you and I went to watch, we would be watching, and then all of a sudden we'd start barking at each other, and you and I would match up. So that's mm. the other thing. <laughs> and I would win, of course. But <laughs> but, but that's the other thing that's going on is that um, is, is there's other matches going on. There's other people who are playing now. And so also what's going on is, is, is so now Jay, the promoter, anytime anyone matches up for over $500, he announces it on Facebook. So the other day, C.J. Wiley and Warm Kiamco played, so he announced that on Facebook. Um, uh, Chip Compton played, uh, I think, C.J. Wiley also uh, a couple weeks ago before they went to Shreveport. Um, Alex Olinger was in town and played uh, Greg Sandifer and um, Chase Rudder. And so all these things are advertised. So, you know, normally, you know, I go, let's say I go to league or whatever. And so, hey, did you, you know, last night such and such play? And you're like, really? Oh, my God, darn, I wish I knew about that. I would have come up. But now we're like, okay, this is happening. This is what's going on. I mean, we all, I mean, everyone at DFW pretty much knows all the matches that are going on that are playing for 500. And it's not like it's once a week. It's probably, I'd say, five matches every single week that they're playing for. So I also asked Alberto why a thousand. He said it just kind of came up for a thousand. Can we, if you're betting a thousand, you, he, you know, he figured that race to 18 was about right. When people race uh, to 13, they're betting about $500. Um, you know, so there's, you know, it just kind of works out. I mean, if you're playing for that much money, you should race to nine, right. <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah. So they just kind of figured out that um, that those are the kind of the magic numbers that's going on, okay. and so for the for the first few months only Alberto was playing everybody, and now all of a sudden there's um, and I don't know exactly why I haven't found out, but um, it makes sense though. But now other people are playing for a thousand dollars, so I don't know if they've got backers or you know I don't know exactly what's going on, but I think people are are seeing how successful it can be and how much of course it'll improve your game and of course everyone you know wants to win as, as well yeah. it's an ego thing as well <laughs> so um but it's really interesting i mean it's it's um it's definitely um it's this it's just i have to say it's just one of the coolest things i've seen in a long time around here mm, yeah that is interesting i think that uh I th- I was gonna try to add something to your description, but you really you really covered the whole subject. It, 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 <laughs> well, see, I interviewed him, so yeah. I, I had a lot of questions for yeah. him. <laughs> well, it's interesting because it's as you first pointed out there that for anybody uh, to throw yourself under the bus like that is you know uh, one of the best ways to get. The, the practice in to force yourself to get practice yep. in in a high competition situation like put yourself in a bet yeah now you're you know you have no choice but to work hard at it or lose your stupid money you know what i mean so right. there's you know that's uh, uh losing money can be a great motivator let's just put it that way <laughs> and also it's not just his you know he's got his friends money in it too yeah. and that of course is is you know, that's another pressure we could talk about, but yeah. that's, 
you add know, the the peer pressure to that, and then like yeah, you said, then people you, watching, right? People, then you've got and your people spectators. barking on Facebook and yep. all the side bets. I mean, there's all sort. I mean, there's a lot to it. I mean, there really is, and it's just. But I think, um, like I said, I think besides just gambling is one thing. But I think because it's being advertised so well, because Jay the promoter, you know, Jay the promoter. Jay the promoter. I think that uh, I think that's what is making this completely different than anywhere else mm-hmm. I've seen. Right. Because we've heard of a thousand gambling matches, you know, either after the fact or you hear through the rumor, hey, such oh, and such sure. might play, and yeah. people show up. Well, now it's not a, it's not a secret. I mean, it's right. you know, and they're not trying to hide it. They're actually trying to promote it, yeah. and um, it's getting a lot more matches out there. I mean, it really, really is. And people will make an announcement. Hey, you know, I want to play tonight for five hundred. Who's who's available? Yeah. You know, if you can imagine before in the past, you know, you kind of would do that maybe in the pool room setting, not necessarily uh, on uh, Facebook, uh, yeah. but. Um, exactly. Exactly. But uh, it's it's pretty interesting. I mean, we all, of course, would want it streamed, but it's you know, and I can go into a thousand different reasons why I shouldn't. But but one reason right. is is because it takes away from people going to the pool room and spending yeah. money. Yeah. Also, it puts even more pressure on people as well. Yeah. So um, that's another topic. But I uh, that's the first question every time, like when CJ and Warren play. Oh, who's going to Facebook Live it? You know, and they're like, Sorry, you know, we're not. Yeah. <laughs> we're not going to do that. <laughs> oh, well, that's interesting because that's it's like it's. I mean, there's kind of a contradiction of, well, we're gambling and we're advertising it, but we're gambling, but we're not broadcasting it. So I don't know, right? You know, I don't know if it, if it makes a difference or not, but it certainly would make a difference as far as the guys wanting to go down there and see it happening in person. You know what I mean? Right. So exactly. There's that. I think it's more. I think it's. I mean, I would have to ask the guys that don't want to why they don't don't want it streamed. I just know there's certain guys that just don't. Yeah. And um, you know what? They're the one paying for a thousand. If they don't want it streamed, then they don't want to. Uh, yeah. But again, it's you know, it's it's more that I you know, it's it's kind of funny because I actually haven't been to one of them yet. I have yet to been to to a match that's been advertised mm. or that's been promoted or okay. anything. Um, I'm actually thinking about going this weekend because it's an eight ball match. All the others have been nine ball. And uh, so I might go this weekend um, to see one, but I'll be interested to see just how many people are there watching it and sweating it, and you know, yeah. to see what the atmosphere is. Because yeah. I haven't, I haven't. I mean, I can imagine there's tons of people around watching and oh, sweating yeah. and side betting, and to go to set and set, they're all running around betting. You know, yeah. <laughs> just imagine. <laughs> well, that's the funny thing about this. Um, this is not isolated. It's been going on uh, obviously for a while. Uh, it, you know, the matching up thing. Um, Right, and it's not that gambling is new, and it's not that you know, it's um, how do I put this? I think this is a is a, it's a thing. It's a development in the pool world. The the money matches and these challenge matches that they even the ones that they do stream, that is the new sort of hustler circuit. It's replacing what used to be the hustling aspect of pool back in the day whenever you had these road dogs that would travel from town to town and match up and try to kind of play incognito or whatever and you don't know who's good right. all that that whole scene kind of dissolved with the internet coming in right. because now your anonymity yeah. is gone and you know what I mean people network like they've never networked before so you can't hustle the old way I think this is the uh, What's the word? A manifestation. The the new hustle is just what these guys are doing, is just yeah. going out and just throwing it out there. Hey, 
$1,000, bring it on. You know, it's not a secret. It's not, I'm not trying to dupe anybody, but we still want to match up, you know? And if that makes buzz happen at the hall, if that gets a couple of more people excited, it, just to even go watch, like you said, then I don't see anything wrong with that per se. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. That's a pretty awesome development, I think. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, this is what it feels like. I could be wrong, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm sure that there's still people doing, uh, you know, backroom deals and all this other kind of stuff too. But uh, as long as these, as all of this is, I don't want to mean, uh, don't let me say this in the wrong way. But I mean what I'm saying. Um, as long as it's in good fun, you know, if these guys are all being honest and they're matching up and they're playing for money, that's fantastic. You know, as long as somebody doesn't start to make it weird, you know, or somebody tries to rip somebody off or some of this other nonsense right. that the pool players have been guilty of over the years, it sounds like a blast, right. you know? Yeah, it's, um, it, it is, it's, it's, I don't, I hate, I, I mean, it's kind of weird to say it, but I, I think it's kind of special what's going on here, uh, you yeah. know, because it, you have so many choices to go out and watch great matches. Mm-hmm. And, a, you know, race to 18 for $1,000 is, is a hell of a matchup, and it's happening yeah. five times a week at least. Oh, absolutely. And for the average guy, $1,000 is not chump change. And so that is no. their version of a very, very serious match. You know what I mean? Right. They might could not right. afford to match up with Shane Van Boning for twenty grand or thirty or something, but for them, it means the same thing. You know, that's a big chunk of right. money. And local bragging rights and everything else that comes with it, you know what I mean? So, and what's cool is is that the people that in the beginning that well I don't have a thousand, they're finding that well hey I'll back you, you know, or I'll yeah, put in half, or I'll, I'll put in, in a quarter, you know. Sure. So that's what they're yeah. So that's what they're finding out as well. And if you can't do it for five, if you can't do it a thousand, you can do it for five hundred for race thirteen. I mean, you can do whatever you want, yeah. but. Yeah. You know, it's the matches that are 500 or more are the ones that they're advertising. Wait a minute. And there's a whole bunch of them. You and if anyone in the country wants to come play, it's not like it's limited just to Dallas <laughs> Ward. Uh, yeah, I mean, right. This is very true. This Jay, is the promoter, is, is ready. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you mean to tell me that people are gathering in a pool hall and <laughs> pooling their money? Wait, they're pooling their money? No. Wow. No. I can't imagine that. That's hard to believe. I know. They're, they're playing pool <laughs> games. That's crazy. All right. Well, cool. Sounds like you got some hot action down there in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Yep. Yeah, we right. do. Well, the next time I'm uh, over there, then I'll just have to stop by, and we'll go catch a, a couple of matches. Or actually, no, wait, 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 wait. You said earlier if we matched up, you were going to win, so... <laughs> There, yeah. you just basically called me out, so it's on, Melinda. I did. You and me. Yeah, I did. Thousand dollars race to eight. Is it eighteen? Is that what you want to do? Eighteen. Okay. Eighteen. And you want to play? Yep. You want to play nine ball? How about a thousand pennies? Um, <laughs> a thousand. Um, a thousand. Let me think about this. You know, because I know you guys have got like the good restaurants down there that I like. Um, Oh, yeah. I need to go back to Papado, and I need to get back to, you know, some of those other Texas places. Maybe, uh, you know, it, we'll, we'll do, like, winter, winter chicken dinner, maybe, or barbecue dinner or something like that. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for joining us again this uh, week, Melinda. I appreciate your time. I always enjoy it. Thank you. Have a, have a great week, everyone. All right, you guys, you heard the lady. Have a great weekend, and we'll see you right here next week on American Billiard Radio.